sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the Word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward Mills. The Bible says about the Proverbs 31 woman, reading from verse 25, that strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. And the NASB version says, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she shall smile at the future. Another version says she, will smile, she smiles at the future or laughs at the future. But when you look at Proverbs 31 verse 17, the Bible says she gets her loins with strength and she strengthens her arms. And then it comes to say that strength and honor or strength and dignity are her clothing and that she shall rejoice in time to come. Now, the same Bible has said in Proverbs 31, 22 about the virtuous woman that she makes herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. This shows us that the virtuous woman was somebody who took an interest in her appearance. Many ladies take interest in their appearance before they marry. But after they have married, they don't really care how they look. And sometimes the husbands find it difficult to identify you. And they wonder if it's the same woman they married. Because the care you used to take to look good, when you are home, you don't do that. Sometimes some people feel you should look good only outside, but inside, your clothes will be stained with palm oil. Your hair is not done. Like my husband says, women put on a cap for the outside world. But when they are at home, they take off the cap and you cannot recognize what is under. And some of them look like Bob Marley. But ladies, if you look good to get him, look good to keep him. Amen. Amen. So the virtuous woman, she makes herself clothing to look good. That's verse 22. But verse 25 of Proverbs 31 says that strength and dignity are her clothing. That means that clothing is not just about the physical. It is good to look good. But when you look good, and you don't look good spiritually. 
something is wrong. So with the virtuous woman, although she looks good outside in her silk and her purple, she also looks good spiritually because strength and dignity are her clothing. And the Bible says in verse 70 that she gets herself, not that somebody makes her strong, she gets herself with strength and she strengtheneth her arms. I know these days, in the days of gymming and diet consciousness, you may say, Lady Reverend, strengthening your arms means lifting dumbbells. But we are talking about spiritually, she strengthens herself. Now, some of us are strong, like the virtuous woman says that strength and dignity, are, some of us are strong, but not with dignity. Some of us are strong in quarreling. Very, very, very strong. Some of us are very strong in arguments. We must win at all costs. So we are strong. But your strength is in another place. Some of us are strong with the choice of words. When you speak one, your husband cannot stand it. It's finished. He's finished with just one. So you are strong, but not with dignity. Some of us are strong in quarrels. So you are very strong. Any, anything that goes against you, you have to react. We are not talking about that type of strength. We are talking about the inner strength that God gives. The inner strength and tenacity that comes with this virtuous woman. That is not something that is destructive, but it is with dignity. Amen. Amen. When life happens, we need strength. Now, Lady Reverend, what does it mean to be strong? To be strong means to have a lot of physical power, to lift heavy weights, and to do hard work. Someone who is hard to defeat and resist or to attack. Someone who is not easily broken, damaged, or spoiled. Not easily upset, frightened, or influenced by other people. Strong in character or personality. Not easily affected by disease. When you say, I'm strong, means sickness doesn't easily take a hold of you. And it also means to be firmly established. So like the virtuous woman, we need to put on strength so we don't end up as women in mental institutions. Amen. Amen. The Bible says she gets herself with strength. Ladies, our strength depends to a large extent on us. I have said at many women's meetings that when I was in high school, I joined a group called Friends of Ankafol. And Ankafol is a mental institution in the central region of Ghana. And when I joined that group, we used to go visit and interact with the inmates of the mental institutions, or nowadays, how do you say it, mental health issues. And whenever we went, we would go to the male side, and the male side would be people who were on drugs, 
people who were high. So after visiting the male inmates, we would also go to the female side. But as soon as the door is open and I would see the female side, all that I hear is, Peter, Peter, Peter. Then the nurse would say, where are you going? Peter. Then she would best cry, Peter, you did this to me. You destroyed my life. Peter. You go somewhere else. They'll say, oh, this one. She was married and then something happened and now she just says, I was a young woman. But I said, God, why should women go through this? And when I grew up a bit, I got to know or meet people like that, even in ministry. But the interesting thing was that some of them, I even got to know who their husbands were or previous husbands were. And their husbands were politicians or important people going on with their lives. And then you, because of Vita, you can't think, oh, what happened to you? You didn't get yourself with strength. The dictionary says that to get yourself means to prepare for a difficult task. Beloved, life is not an easy task. Life is a difficult task. And it is only with God and divine strength that we can make it. And many times, knowing or unknowing, the foundation of our lives are wrong. Yes, fall in love. But it doesn't mean don't think. Hey, last night I was telling them about one of my young ladies in my group now. She found some foolish boy. And then she followed the foolish boy. The foolish boy went to England. She also went to the UK. And then when she went, she was working. They weren't living together. The boy was there. He had been taken by his friends to study. And she went on holiday. She was working. She worked 24 hours, 18 hours. She said she was saving. When she finished saving and she was leaving to go back to uni in Ghana, she went to the boy and said, I've worked all this time. I present to you my ATM card. Spend what you want. She didn't tell her mother. She didn't tell her father. Some of you, you are looking surprised. It's because now you are mature, but you used to be like that. Amen, ladies. She didn't tell her mother. She didn't tell her father. She didn't tell the uncle she was living with. Anyway, the ladies with me, if you know, is you just look straight and smile. Then her uncle that she went to stay with, the uncle saw her statement. Looked at the statement. When she had gone, it came by mail. Ah, but my niece had so much money. But, so she called. He called her in Ghana. Where is the card? <laughs> it's with my love. Look, it sounds like a Nigerian movie. The uncle 
organized policemen to the house of the boy to release the card immediately. And the card was released. And when it was released, what was in it? Ten pounds. Of all the work that she had done. And not only that, later she went to visit the boy. As she was sitting in the sitting room, the boy had also, some other girl was cooking in the kitchen. And when the boy did that to her, she was sad. Ooh, I said, hey, see it as deliverance. The Lord is commanding deliverances for Jacob in accordance with his whatever. And when such a person leaves you, instead of bringing a thanksgiving offering, you are sitting in the house being pushed to a mental institution. But the Lord requires you to be strong. Amen, ladies. And also to the men. Amen. Judges chapter 16. <laughs> Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she smiles at things to come. Amen, somebody. Judges 16, verse 4. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek. Love, so called, makes even men do foolish things. Whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Please pay attention. They were giving Delilah her terms of employment. Number one, entice him. Number two, see wherein his great strength lies. See wherein his great strength lies. And that when you've seen where his great strength lies, and by what means, and by what means, we may prevail against him. Why do you want to prevail against him? One, that we may bind him. Two, to afflict him. Three, and we will give every one of us, we'll give you a reward for that. Satan is after where your great strength lies. And usually it is said, that even your strength is your weakness. Delilah and the lords of the Philistines knew that it wasn't enough to just attack Samson. But what you should do is to attack where his strength lies. And when you find where his strength lies, that entice him because when he is normal, you won't see where his great strength is. But entice him with things. And when you do that, he will not think correctly. And then you will get to know wherein his great strength lies. And then when we find it, we will be able to bind it because we have not been able to overcome him all these years. Satan looks for where your strength lies. Amen. So even when you think you are strong, and even when you think you have strength, there must be a way of guarding 
that strength. Amen. Amen. Now, Lady Reverend, why do we need to be strong? You need to be strong so that you will obey God. Joshua chapter 1, verses 4 to 7. I hope this session will be short. Joshua chapter 1, verse 4 to 7. God is talking to Abraham, uh, Joshua, and giving him a lot of promises. He says, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There's no question about it. I have great promises, and I have great plans, and this is what I'm promising you. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake you. Next verse. Be strong. You see, I may have all these plans. I may even have a promise that nobody shall be able to stand before you. But your duty is to be strong. Be strong and of a good courage. Why? Because unto this people shall thou divide for inheritance the land. What does that mean, Lady Reverend? You need to be strong even to come into your possessions. You need to be strong even to manage God's blessing. You need to be strong even to fulfill God's call on your life. Yes, Joshua, you've been called to take the place of Moses. But when it comes to this, God doesn't say, Joshua, you know, I'm going to be strong for you. He says, be strong. Be strong and of a good courage. Verse 7. So that you can lead the people and do what I've called you. And then he repeats it. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Why? That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right and to the left that you may prosper with us forever. Why is it that God says only be thou strong? He says be strong if we are going to walk in obedience. Be strong that you may observe to do. You need to be strong so that you will observe to do all that God says. And we have too many weak Christians around. They come for counseling. They say, Lady Reverend, I slept with him. I slept with her. You say, why? It's difficult. Did he say it would be easy? It's strong people who are able to do difficult things. Amen? It's strong people who are able to obey God. Joshua had done great exploits, but God told him, only be thou strong. It's strong people who don't take off their skirts easily. It's strong people who go through poverty even when a rich sugar daddy has said he will bankroll everything you are doing. Be strong that thou mayest observe to do. And then when I ask them, so how did it happen? Oh, Lady Reverend, it was one o'clock. We went to do God's work. I decided to go and drop hair. 
and the lady reverend in the car. The Bible says, make straight paths for your feet. I don't understand the Christians for today. You walk to temptation. You walk, then when you fall, you are surprised. Paul said, henceforth have we no confidence in the flesh. But you, you have a lot of confidence. That the flesh, let brotherly love continue. Then remember, we went for rehearsal. And then when I got to his place, he said, oh, it's dark. Are you not tired? When would the train come? So sleep here. Sleep here. You may be holy, but your body is your body. You must be strong to control that body. It is not weak people that are able to control their sentiments. It's not weak people that are able to control their emotions. It is strong people. I'll come to how to be strong. Amen. Amen. Be strong. Why? That thou mayest observe to do. Strength in your mental capacity. Strength in your decision taking. Strength in your vows to the Lord. Strength in your covenant with God. It didn't say as many as are led by their feelings. It said as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Too many Christians are led by their feelings. In fact, we don't even stop to think, what would Jesus do? What does God's word say? It doesn't even occur to you. In fact, we are worse than the world. There's no light. There's no salt. Everything has gone out. Light off. Amen. Amen. So you need to be strong so that you can obey God and so that you can fulfill God's call. We need to be strong so that we can birth the destiny God has given us. Hebrews 11, 11. By faith, Sarah herself received strength received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. By faith, she received strength. Sarah could never have birthed the Isaac that God had promised, that God had said, if she had not had strength. If you are going to obey God even in the church, you need strength. Strength to say, I feel sleepy, but I'm not led by sleep. Strength to say, I don't feel like talking, but I'll talk. Look, it's not every day you feel like talking. Sometimes I come to church, I don't feel like talking at all. And that's the day people will come with a lot of problems. I say, Lord, today I just feel like, you know, be by myself, BBM. (laughs) But you need to be strong to be able to conceive the seed. Seed is potential. It doesn't just happen. When my husband started the church in Collegono, five people in a classroom in some corner, we would never have known what God would do. But that five people, you just stay faithful. He says that oh, people say I have vision, but I don't have vision. No. It's, <laughs> it's just God leading from one degree to another. You know? They came to dedicate part of the Kodesh. Then the black American preacher said, I want to just thank God for Bishop Dag, his vision, his ability to see into the future. Then my husband came and said that. Thank you, Bishop Charles Blake of West Angeles Cathedral 
for all your beautiful words. But actually, what has led me to this Kodesh is no vision and sight for the future. It's persecution and beatings. And strength to endure. Strength to endure. Strength to endure. By faith, Sarah herself received strength. If you don't have strength, you will never give birth to anything. If you don't have strength, you will not obey God even in ministry. I tell you. Because it's not easy. You look and you say, why? I always say that uh, the, the, the kingdom of God, the Bible says it's like a net that a man threw into the sea and you got different types of fish. And the different types of fish, they can rub you the wrong way. And you easily look at it and say, ah, my legal work was easier than all these type of fish. Far, far easier than all these type of fish I have to manage. You love people, they are ungrateful. You love people, they are like this. You, love, you can easily go and follow that instead of following your call. And to follow your call and give birth to what God says you will give birth to, it takes strength. Amen. By faith, Sarah received strength. Amen, ladies. Amen. We need to be strong. First Chronicles 20, 28, David said to Solomon, my son, be strong and of good courage. And do it. Fear not and not and do not be dismayed. He said, be strong and do it. You would have thought that, oh, David has prepared everything. Solomon is just coming to build. After all, he's king. Everything he says will just be done. But David said to Solomon, be strong and do it. Because if you are not strong, you will not do it. There are times when I feel like resigning from ministry. I do. If it had not been that I know personally that God called me, there are times when I say, why? What's all this wahala in life? Let me look for a peaceful place to be. Because as soon as you decide to obey him, so many things come against you. And it takes a certain strength and a certain tenacity to continue. Be strong. Amen, Amen ladies. Amen, Amen the brothers. Amen. Isaiah 52. Awake, awake. Put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. For henceforth there shall no more come unto thee the uncircumcised. Shake thyself from the dust, arise, and sit down, O Jerusalem. Lose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Why should Zion be strong? Should be strong so that she can break the chains and lose herself from captivity. So the next reason why we should be strong is so that we can break chains and break captivity and be able to arise. If you are not strong, you can't take chains off. If you are not strong, you can't break bands asunder. It takes strength. Amen. Amen. So these are some of the reasons why we need to be strong. We must be strong so that we can do battle. Second Samuel 22 verse 40. For thou hast gathered me with strength for fashion. For thou hast gathered me with strength for beauty contest. For thou hast gathered me with strength for parties. For thou hast gathered me with strength for what? To battle. To battle. Them that rose up against me hast thou subdued under me. So yes, God will subdue the people under you. But you need strength to battle. Thou hast gathered me with strength 
to battle. Lady Reverend, me, this was me. I just mind my own business. I don't have any battles. Really? Really? You will have health battles? You will have relationship battles? You will have marital battles? You will have financial battles? You will have spiritual Sometimes it's a peaceful evening. You just go and sleep. And then there's a major battle in your dream. Just small sleep that you said you were going to sleep has become a battle. Thou hast girded me with strength to battle. Even to battle with prayer, you need strength. You need strength. Otherwise, you are so weak. Some of us are too weak to do battle. But the Bible says in Ephesians 6, Finally, my brethren, be strong in politics. Be strong in fashion. Be strong in your looks. Be strong in academia. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Put on your party dress. Put on the whole armor. Why, why do you wear armor? To battle. So life itself is... So those people who write, life is war. They are speaking scripture. He gathered me with strength. And why is it a battle? The Bible says, for we wrestle not against... How come you, this Christian life, you don't know anything about wrestling? When they say they wrestle, they say, really? People wrestle? Really? In the realm of the spirit? Is there something like that? When it says, put on the whole armor of God, you are wearing a bikini. It shows me that you don't understand the battle. Put on the whole armor of God. You are wearing a party frock. You haven't gotten it. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand. That you may be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. Therein lies your battlefield. The reason why you don't see the wiles of the devil is because you are wearing a party frock. You are wearing a bikini. You don't know that there's a battle. And when you take bikini to the battle, you will die instantly. Because you have no armor. And the reason why you have no armor is because you are... You know, some people are very clueless. Totally oblivious to anything. When you tell them, oh, this war in Syria, those, eh, is there anything in Syria? Are you talking about the Syrian man with the shop? The mind is somewhere else. And we are like that spiritually. We are totally clueless. They say there's a battle we think is for others, not for us. And that is why you are not going anywhere in God to happen. He girdeth me with strength. To do battle. You battle for your marriage. You battle for your children. You battle for the future. You battle for the kingdom of God. It doesn't just happen. And therefore God gives you strength. So that you can do battle. Amen somebody. You battle so that. When adversity comes, you will not go under. Colossians 1 verse 11. 
is Paul's prayer for the church in Colossae. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, and to all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Hey, the two don't mix so. Long-suffering with joyfulness. Patience with joyfulness. When you want something, it's not coming. When you are suffering long, it said with joyfulness, you can never do that except you are strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Amen. Some of you, in the love uh, what definition, you didn't see that love was long-suffering. In fact, you didn't know love suffered. First thing, you, it has shocked you that love suffers. Your definition of love is from movies. Yes. I don't know if I said it here last year. But your definition for love is from, is from movies. So before you even get to meet the person, you have fantasies. You've watched the movie. A man and a woman are coming to the train station. What's the nearest train station here? Obedeco. Okay. And then you are going and the man is pulling your valise, your um, little suitcase for you. And then you are so in love. You are not married yet. <laughs> and you are sitting in your couch watching the movie. And then when they get there, the girl gets on the train. And they, they, they don't even know how to part. It's like, you know. So the girl gets on the train. And by the way, it's raining. And it's not a metro. It's a, an open air. So the window panes are a bit hazy. And then some cool music is playing. Sometimes it's a train station. Sometimes it's the airport. And so when you just say, I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you wait for me. Hold me like you never let me go. You are so excited. Then the whistle blows. The train has to go. Then the girl draws on the window pane. She draws a hat. And then the man is crying. How do you say I love you in Danish? Geske guy. Da eske guy. Yai elska guy. So the man says. Then the girl is crying. Then some slow music starts. Then the man, the, the train is moving. The man begins to run. Then you say, Lady Reverend, this is love. So you marry and you wake up in the morning and you tell your husband, Darling, I'm going to the Ohus. It's okay, I'll see you. What time is your train? <laughs> this is not love, Lady Reverend. This is not love. Because in the movie, the husbands go with the wife. Oh, Lady Reverend. To the train station. Lady Reverend, I've been shortchanged. Strengthened with all might. And to patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. What does the Bible say? It says, love suffers long. And in suffering long, it is kind. Have you seen some before? It takes strength. It takes strength to walk in that type of life. And that is what we don't have. We don't have. You have read books and nowadays internet. So your whole world is for something. 
But if you had believed God's word, when you were coming to my son, I've come to suffer. <laughs> I've come to suffer. Lord, grant me strength with all long suffering and patience, with joyfulness. Amen, somebody. God needs to make you strong. Strengthened with all might. Strengthened with all might. With all patience and long suffering. With joyfulness. Now, Lady Reverend, how do we become strong? I don't like to say be strong, be strong, be strong. And then you don't show how people can be strong. Psalm 27 verse 1. We become strong, first of all, by acknowledging that God is our strength. That God is our strength. Many of us think that we can achieve a lot of things on our own. But no matter how educated, no matter how prosperous, you will come to some junctions in life, it will take God more than anything else that you have. And the psalmist recognizes that. So he says, the Lord is the light, my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength. Some versions say the stronghold, but the Lord is the strength of my life. That is what you have to recognize first as a Christian or a non-Christian. Unless you recognize that the Lord is the strength of your life, physical strength, academic strength, financial strength will only go so far. At a certain point, it, did not, it will not work. Amen. The psalmist said in verse 2, When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Why did they stumble and fell, fall? Because in the beginning, the Lord is the strength of our lives. Amen. Amen. The second way to be strong, Daniel 11 verse 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt but by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Amen. Knowing God makes you strong. Sometimes people see you say, how can you cope with all this? How can you endure all this? Some people think you are a superwoman, but you are the weakest being on earth like me. But the thing is that knowing God makes you strong. The people that know their God shall work strong. And they will not just be strong, they will be able to do exploits. Doing exploits means doing extraordinary things. So in order to live an extraordinary life, you need to know God. And you need to know God because you need strength to do exploits for God and for your own life. Amen. We become strong by acknowledging our weakness before God and to start glorying in our infirmities. 2 Corinthians 12. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that I might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect 
in what? Weakness. And then what does Paul decide to do? 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Being strong in God sometimes feels like being weak. When you walk in love, when you walk in forgiveness, you look weak. But Paul is saying, you know, I had an infirmity. I asked God three times. He answered my prayer, but not the way I wanted it, like some of us. We say, God didn't answer my prayer. He answered, but you didn't like the answer. And then he says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you are weak, I'm able to perfect my strength in you. So then he turns and he says, if that is the case, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, in my weaknesses, in my reproaches. Reproaches, shame, disgrace. He's saying that when I go through all these things, I'll rather start to glory that God is stronger, that God will bring me out, that God knows how. It means that all these things happen in the life of a Christian my infirmities, in my reproaches, in my persecutions, in my... I'll glory in it. Why? That the power of God may rest upon me. So when you glory in those infirmities, Lord, you know, I don't have strength. Often when I'm going to preach, I say, Lord, I don't know what to say, but me, me at all, why did I say yes to this invitation? Not knowing even what I'm going to say. Why did I say yes to this invitation? Lord, what am I going to say? Lord, I don't have anything to say. But when you are weak, you depend more on him. You depend more on him. One of my favorite verses, apart from him, I can do nothing. It's not easy to be married to the head of a ministry of more than 3,000 branches. <laughs> when they, they announce it in the big church or in my church, we are starting a church in Vanuatu, the people clap. <laughs> God is moving. I am happy that God is moving, but for me, it means more than that. Amen. Amen. Even if he were to visit every branch one day in the year, the 365 days will be finished. <laughs> it will take 10 years to do that. And then you are married to the man. It takes 10 years to visit all his churches. It means that you will not always have your husband when you want him. It means that there are times you will have some difficulties. You want somebody to even counsel you. And the person is winning souls in Indola, Zambia. What will you do? Some of you say, Lady Reverend, as for me, I believe that my husband should be like Jesus. And when I ask you that, why? He say, because Jesus said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, never. How does he fulfill God's call without all these things? And you are weak, you are just you. 
But you begin to glory in your faith. Lord, I don't know how. I don't have strength. I don't have wisdom of my own. I don't have endurance of my own. But if you will get me with strength, I will be able to go through. Amen. Amen. Many of us, we want the glory, but we don't want the story. May the Lord give you grace. Amen. Amen. So therefore will I glory in my infirmities. Hmm. Hebrews 11.32, somewhere getting to the end, Paul says, Out of weakness they were made strong. So weakness can bring strength because you rely on God the most. Then strength is also acquired by faith. By faith, Sarah herself received strength. Do you remember? Hebrews 11, 11. So faith also brings strength. It says about Abraham, he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded. So you, one of the ways of becoming strong in faith is giving glory to God even when you have not seen. And that gives you strong faith. And by faith, you receive strength to conceive. Amen, somebody. Strength also comes by strengthening the things that remain. Revelation 3 verse 2. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Amen. Strengthen the things which remain. Some of us, when something is not working in one area, we let it affect all the other areas of our lives. Sometimes we are having unprecedented challenges in your marriage. But something else remains in your church life. Something else remains in your choir life. Something else remains in your work life. Strengthen those things that remain. And don't let that side where there is no strength and things are bizarre affect every other area of your life. Amen, somebody. Some of us, we are so overwhelmed. It's true. We are sad. Your marriage this, your marriage that. So you don't go to work. <laughs> they call it, I'm not in the right state to come. Yeah. Before you know, your marriage is gone. Your financial means is also gone. And after that, you are checking into the hospital. And from the hospital, you are going to the mental institution. How did it begin? You didn't strengthen the things that remain. Everything may not be good, but there are certain portions where certain things remain that you must strengthen. Amen, ladies. But you just leave yourself and let everything go down the drain. It cannot be. Amen. Amen. Strengthen the things that remain. Even in ministry, maybe something remains. Strengthen it. And then we become strong. We've read it already, Ephesians 6, by being strong in the Lord. And that verse shows us how to be strong. It says that we should put on the whole armor. Running to the finishing line. A word from the Lord also brings strength. A word from the Lord. Second Chronicles 15, verse 1 to 2. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Azariah, the son of Obed, and he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you 
while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And then verse 8. And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of ordered the prophet, he took courage or he was strengthened and he put away the abominable idols. Amen. The word you hear is important and is linked to your strength. When Asa heard these words, he was strengthened. Another verse says he took courage. When I am discouraged, I play messages in my room. I don't just then figure out logically alone, what am I going to do? No, I take a message and that message builds me up. Sometimes the message will be saying, don't give up. Don't give up. The Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Sometimes you are even praying. And you are just hearing these words. The Lord is there. Arise. Take up thy strength. Take up thy strength. And as you are praying, courage is coming. Strength is coming. You say, yes. 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 You come out so strengthened. And people say, oh, wow. She's a super. You are not a superwoman. It's the word of God. And when you hear it, it strengthens you. Many times, when you are down, when you are weak, the best place to come is church. But Satan will tell you, oh, you don't feel like going. Oh, how can you go into the midst of happy people? Oh, how can you go into the midst of people who don't seem to have problems? Stay at home. But when you come to church, often you are down. But a word, a word will strengthen you and lift you up. Amen. I believe very much in atmospheres. People don't create the right atmospheres in their homes. The demons you are bringing in. Sexual healing. What type of spirit? What type of spirit will be released? But sometimes you are down. And then even the worship music will change everything. You may be cooking, but in your kitchen, you see that you even start to worship. Everything written about you is great. Some of you don't know how to bring God to your home. You don't know how to bring God to your kitchen. Sometimes I'll be cooking and then when I just get some revelations, ah, I didn't know you will favor me this way. I didn't know you will favor me this way. I didn't know you will favor me this way. Favor me this way. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Somebody was telling me last week, my husband was preaching, he said, eh, my wife, she likes singing a lot of hymns. And sometimes in the hymns, there are messages. I said, oh, indeed. When I sing the hymns, I am encouraging myself in the Lord. And it really helps me. What you hear, faith comes by hearing. How come you never invest in the word of God? Everything is lipstick, makeup, high heel, hair. But the word of God, zero. When we look at your wardrobe, your drawer, your bedside, your handbag, there's nothing spiritual inside. From this meeting, begin to be spiritual. 
There are even free messages on podcasts. That one too, you know. It's a little bit I'm technologically challenged. But when you are looking for a dress online, you are able to find it. Asa was strengthened by the things that he heard. Amen. Many times the things that I hear have brought me healing. Many times, sometimes it's even reading the word to yourself when you hear it. And putting your name in there. When you hear it. When you hear a promise of God. You see Jeremiah 29, 11, It's a verse I meditated on that God said, I know the plans. Like, you, you don't know the plans. But why do you think you know the plans? You don't know the plans I have for you. So he said, I know the plans I have for Adelaide. Ah, it sounds good. Plans of prosperity and not of disaster. I say, ah, then I begin to speak in tongues. Amen. Even in your car, you can hear the right things. On the way, on the train, you can hear the right things. But if you are always hearing bad things, how can you be strengthened? Asa was strengthened by the things he heard. Amen. God also gives you other people so that you can be strong. Second Chronicles 26, 14 and 15. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host shields and spears and hemlets. He was one of the kings. And bows, and he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name was spread abroad. Why? For he was marvelously helped until he was strong. He was marvelously helped until he was strong. Beloved, nobody stands as one man thousand in this life everybody becomes great through help my husband always says that helpers make you look very good and real helpers make you look very great so Uzziah was able to do all these things because he was marvelously helped and as he was marvelously helped he became strong amen a lot of the things, if your pastor is going to be strong, it will take your marvelous help. Amen, Amen church? Amen. But many of you, you don't want to do anything. Or whatever you are doing, you want to measure. Or whatever help God has called you to, you, you don't want to be sacrificial. You don't want to give off your time. You don't want to give off yourself. You don't want to... So, and if he is strong, it is for your sakes. He was marvelously helped. I am helped greatly. Otherwise, you can't accomplish much. Amen? Amen. And you, as a woman, a man in your life, you need help. And the church is also there to marvelously help you. When you have certain situations, when you have a heart problem, you don't go to a dentist. But why is it that when it comes to spiritual things, you want to go to a dentist instead of a pastor? I'm not, I'm not comparing it to toothache, or, but I'm saying that you, you regard other professions. But when it comes to pastoral, you feel that it's not a profession or they can't do what or... You know, some people say, well, I'll never go to a church that I'm older than. But you go to a doctor, you're older than. You go to a dentist, you're older than. You go to a pharmacist, you're older than. You go to a train driver, you're older than. You go to a pilot, you're older than. 
But when it comes to the church, you just have impudence and misbehavior. Total misbehavior. He was greatly helped. God gives us pastors to help us. God gives us pastors because sometimes you can't carry certain things. And counseling may bring you light. Counseling may bring you... You see, they said, the shepherd, he leads me by still waters. He, he leads you so that your soul can be restored. Because our souls go through so much that it needs restoration. God gives and puts all these things in place. God gives you sisters and brothers in the church to, so that you will be greatly helped. But you don't see it. Some of you, in the day that you found a beloved, you lost all your girlfriends. You say, I, I don't need anybody again. Now that we found love, what are we going to do? You say you found love. You found love. So you don't need anybody again. Let me tell you a secret, ladies. When Esther was going to the palace, she went with her maidens. When trouble came, it's her maidens who stood with her to pray. And you know Esther's problem. She told Mordecai, said that these 31 days, this man, I live in the same house with him. I've not seen him. He may have wedded you with public holiday and then he loved you above all the women. And there's no one man, one woman God has created to solve all your problems. Otherwise, God will be unnecessary. There's nobody like that. They <laughs> I found my soulmate. Find him. He may be your soulmate, but it's not everything you do that he will understand. And we women are looking for understanding. So that when you are talking to your husband, say, do you understand? Do you understand? He will never understand what you are saying. You know? So God gives you people so that you will be greatly helped. When Rebecca was going to marry, the Bible says they gave her damsels and they gave her a nurse called Deborah. So as she was in the palace with all these issues, it's not Ahasuerus who helped her pray. It was her maidens. So don't make it that you've got a beloved So All the people in your life, they are not necessary. No. We need support. We need each other. He was greatly helped. And he became, because sometimes you are too weak to stand on your feet. You need somebody to say, it will be well. You need somebody to say, do you remember when God came through to you, for you at this time of your life? Do you remember when we were in school, this happened and happened? Take courage. It shall be well. You need to be greatly helped so that you will be strong. Amen. Amen. I have a friend who was going through a very bitter divorce. And then she came out. She came out very well. But the beginning was rough. She was a lawyer. She got rheumatoid arthritis. She couldn't go to court anymore. And I said to her, you know, I think you should look for a job that you don't think a lot. Because in private practice, you think a lot and the cases are varied. So look for a job that the legal work is routine. So she found a work in an embassy where it was about immigration, legal. They are often the same things. And in her sickness, the man was not looking after her two children. Was not looking after her. So how to find strength? Then she came through and after some years I asked her, I said, how did you survive? She said, you and Bishop being in my life helped me greatly. I said, how? She said, because you will visit. She was my friend from secondary school. She said, you will visit me. We will go out. We will eat together. We will come. We will, all that. 
helped me. And on one, at one of our women's meetings, I called her to give her testimony. At the time she was done, the whole hall was up, standing ovation. And you know what she told me? She said, when she sees the man, she says, hey, this is the man that I wrote from here to here. Say, hey, don't leave me. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. What happened? She was greatly helped. She was greatly helped. And she's well. She's now in ministry, preaching the gospel. No trace of bitterness whatsoever. She says, when I see him, do you know the sentiment I have? I said, well, she said, great pity. He missed a major chance. Major. What brought her to that place? She was greatly helped. Amen. Some of you, you destroy all the relationships in your life. When you are leaving a church, as my husband says, you've been drinking from this river. When you are going, you turn around. Excuse me to say, I can't say pee-pee. You, <laughs> you spend a penny in the water. And then you turn around and go. If my husband were here, she'd say, what's, what's spend a penny? Say it as it is. What is spend? You, you pollute the water with your urine. And then the other sheep cannot drink. Because you are saying so many bad things. So when they come, there's a stench. The very water that made you who you are, you have polluted it. How can that be? When you have been greatly helped. They always say, when you are going, shut the door gently. For you don't know when you may have to walk through. Again. And in my short life, many have walked through again. Bishop, Bishop, you were right. Bishop, what you said. Bishop, I didn't know. Bishop, if one person, you will gather other orangus with him. Then they will play the message. Then they will laugh. Ha <laughs> ha, is this preaching? Today he has come. Make me one of your hired servants. He was greatly helped. Don't forget the help. When you didn't know God, somebody led you. When you didn't know how to pray, somebody taught you and gave, laid hands on you for Holy Ghost baptism. When you were struggling, the pastor's wife released her husband for you. When she had more problems than you. But when you see her, you have attitude. Total attitude. Like a lady wrote at the uh, question and answer. What did she say? She said that my pastor's wife, she doesn't do anything. And when I'm helping her husband too, then she has an attitude. Meanwhile, she can't do what I do. Hey! You can be sure that I answered her fully and properly. If I didn't even need to answer, the whole hall, the women started to walk forward. Where is she? Where is she? We are looking for her. Where is she? Amen, lady. He was greatly helped. Don't despise your help. Don't take your help for granted. Finally, Nehemiah 8 verse 10. Nehemiah 8 verse 10. And he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, the sweet. send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Ladies, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I was reading an article. It said that 
women, well, it was some time ago, women are more prone to depression than men. Amen. And how does it start? It starts with your thoughts. As Joyce Meyer says, the battlefield is your mind. Amen. So God gives us things to think about. Your mind cannot stray and think about anything you want. You have made your mind a free atom. It's just moving everywhere. It cannot be. Philippians 4.8 God says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think about these things. The mind must be disciplined. You can't decide to think about it. But what I'm saying is true. It's true, but is it lovely? It's true, but is it of good report? It's true that in 1956, that man broke your heart. But is it something lovely that you should dwell on? We need to control our thoughts. You can't just think anything because it will lead you to depression. It will lead you to regret. But if you meditate on scripture and you say, you know, I lost it all. But when I read the Bible, he says that he will give me beauty for ashes. So it doesn't matter that I have ashes. There's a new beginning, Lady Reverend. There's a new chapter. And I trust God for new things. Then you begin to think, what is true? What is honest? What is pure? What is lovely? That makes you smile. What is of good report that you need to share with everybody? That will lift the spirit of depression. Amen. So the joy of the Lord. Think about things that bring you joy. Not things that bring you regret. One record you have played and played and played and played and played. The more you play, the weaker you become. But think about these things. What does the Bible say? It says, put on the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is not a feeling. It is a spirit. Amen. Amen. So put on the garment of praise. Somebody is not going to put it on for you. You put on. Just like the armor of God. Put on. Amen. When you put on the garment of praise, the joy of the Lord will come upon you and it will become your strength. When you develop a thankful spirit, God, I thank you. Like this, my friend who went through this terrible divorce, now she thanks God for deliverance. Her two daughters have grown up nicely. Their lives are going well. They love the Lord. They are okay. She rather has a burden for this man. Pity. Do you see? Because what you think about also affects you. So think about these things. Don't think about everything you want to think about. Think about these things. The Bible said, they that know their God shall work strong. How do we know God? You know God through his word. You know God by fellowship, being with him in prayer. And you know God by the testimonies he gives you. Jude 21. You beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the spirit. Don't stop speaking in tongues. Don't doubt your ability to speak in tongues. It's not every prayer topic you will know. But as you speak it, sometimes you are overwhelmed, but you can just speak in tongues. 
Sometimes the help that God brings you that you are greatly helped is through intercession. People will pray for you. I have maidens who pray for me. They are secret service. Nobody knows them. They are not on stage. They are not on announcement. But I send them. I said, this week, these are the verses. And my prayer warriors are international. So these are the verses. I don't have to go into detail. You know, I'm really going through this. And because of this, no. I look for appropriate verses. I say, these are the verses you should pray for me about. This is what God is saying. And I really need prayer on this. And then my maidens go to prayer. Nobody knows that. They don't have title. They don't have yeah, invisible forces. Secret service. Very powerful. And because of that, I'm greatly helped. I pray that you will be a strong woman. You'll be a strong man. And God will help you to do battle because he will strengthen you. Stand to your feet, please. Choir, can you help me? I want you to talk to God. I, I, I think that every time the word has been shared, there's something to talk to God about. Talking to God does not need to be a formality. He's your father. Just come to him and talk to him. It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Hewitt Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi, or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Hewitt Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.